When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The podcast weaves as the podcast wills as it's time to talk about the Wheel of Time here on Post Show Recap. That's right, everybody. It is another Wheel of Time podcast all about the new Amazon Prime Fantasy series heading our way in very short order, debuting three episodes of the Wheel of Time on Amazon Prime, November 19th. The hype. It's real. I'm Josh Wiggler. I am joined here by my partner in crime for all things Wheel of Time, the great Rich Filiberto on these mean internet streets, better known as DM Philly. Philly, how you doing? I am so good. I'm so hyped, Josh. I'm so excited. I can't believe it's just It's through the roof. Yeah. We're so close. Yeah. It's right on top of us. Uh, I like started reading the books. I felt like forever ago being like, well, they're going to make the show, right? And now it's just a week and I'm so excited. It's pretty great. It's really great time here uh, as we are gearing up for. I'm starting to like, you know, I, we so this is our second Wheel of Time preview show. Uh, we released our Wheel of Time kickoff show last week. We released that in our Game of Thrones podcast feed. We are doing the same with this one as well. We want you all to know that the Wheel of Time is coming and that I think it's going to scratch an itch that you've wanted to have satisfied for a minute since Game of Thrones went off the air in, gosh, 2019. My God, that feels like 500 years ago. It very really genuinely. It's uh, been an age. Ages ooh. come and pass, as they say, the wheel of time. So, I, so I've heard, and indeed they have. Uh, but we are not going to be waiting much more than a, you know, a very, very small age between now and the wheel of time showing up on uh, Amazon Prime. Uh, we want to make sure it's on your radar if it's not already. So we are, we are, uh, we are coming to your feed to make sure that you know that. A couple of things up front before we get into this podcast, which is going to be an FAQ. We're going to answer some questions. I'm going to ask you a lot of questions, Rich, is really what's going to happen. And then we also have people who are watching us live. We are recording this live on Rich's Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Philly, where you can find Rich doing all sorts of shenanigans, mostly involving tabletop role-playing games, Dungeons and & Dragons and the like. Uh, there's D&D in Space, Dragonfly, all sorts of really fun shows that you all should be checking out uh, if you're a fan of tabletop role-playing and Twitch streams. Uh, twitch.tv slash Philly is a destination you're going to want to bookmark. Um, but we're going to be doing FAQ stuff. I'm going to ask you some questions about the Wheel of Time. I think like this is the time to start like sort of like really refining like what is this thing what should mm-hmm. we expect who are some mm-hmm. of the people that we're going to see in terms of characters stuff like that um but what we want to make sure that everybody knows is some basics about like what are our plans stuff like that so we've got the kickoff show that's already in the feed we've got this podcast that's now in the feed next week november 19th amazon dumps three episodes of this show on us all at once before they go weekly are you ready to handle three episodes at once Rich, I am so ready to handle three episodes at once. I don't know if I'm ready to walk away at the end of three and wait a week for four. It's that tough. would be my problem, Josh. That's gonna but be hard. I'm yeah, I'm ready. 
Uh, so you're ready for that. So our plan is that we are going to do, uh, it's it's probably going to be multiple podcasts. I think Rich and I are going to watch the first episode of the Wheel of Time and podcast specifically about that first premiere. And then we are going to have uh, additional coverage of episodes two and three. So if you're a Wheel of Time fan and if you're excited for podcasts, Clear your schedule because we are going to make a meal out of this thing. Amazon is dropping gold in our laps, and we're not just going to swallow it in a shot. We're going to be talking about it. We're going to be digging into it. We're going to pick it apart, and we're going to have an incredible time doing it. We're also going to have a Wheel of Time podcast feed. If that's not already up, it will be very, very soon. Check us out, Post Show Recaps, Wheel of Time, uh, wherever you get your podcasts. So look that up. If that's not available, it will be very soon. In the meantime, we are going to be clogging up uh, the main post show recaps feed and the Game of Thrones feed as well. You can get feedback into us. We got some feedback already, Rich, uh, from I our last podcast. for that. I've uh, seen some of it. Yes. Josh at postshowrecaps.com is my email address. That is the uh, the most direct way to get feedback for the Wheel of Time um, onto the podcast. A lot of people who wrote in, Rich, uh, over the last week being like, yes, you're doing the Wheel of Time. Oh, my God, I've been a fan since the 90s. You know, mm-hmm. people who have like, talked about how much they've loved the books. Um, your friend and mine, Alex Koontz, on Twitter was like, oh, my God, Wheel of Time. I get hung up on the books sometimes, but I'm really excited for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a lot of people I even had a couple of people on the behind the scenes uh, of post-show recaps who we don't hear from on the podcast side or even in our community hub very often being like, Hey, so are you going to be talking about the Wheel of Time? Like, That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> we are. That. So I think there's like a, there is like a, maybe like a, a, a bigger contingent of people than I expected who are like there's really real, psyched for this. Yeah, there's a real fan base out here. You know, um, I've like talked to like a lot of the patrons in the community, um, especially uh, our, our friend Prez and the Caps Discord is a huge fan of the books. And we've talked about it a lot. And and I think that the world is prime for this, uh, I guess, pun intended, that after uh, Game of Thrones and like the accessibility of fantasy to like kind of a mainstream audience, um, I think that there's a lot of people that don't know they're going to fall in love with it. But there's a lot of fans out there. Um, yeah. that that really hold this work in high esteem and have been waiting a long time for this the community on twitter i mentioned it last time briefly but a hashtag twitter of time there's so many cool folks they're like so conscientious about spoilers it's been a really uh cool entry into like a new internet community for me to like dip my toes in um but there's a huge fan base out there just waiting josh for us a lot a lot of people are really (laughs) really pumped about i've been talking to many people who are like oh man i can't believe it wheel of time uh, some people in our podcast universe who perhaps we will rope into a podcast or two or five. Who knows? We might get really excited. We may build a party. Are you up for building a party here? I love to build a party. Josh. It's possible that we'll build a party <laughs> as we go. We'll Let's do you it. Know, gather some adventurers as we march along the way. Uh, and I'm I'm just so excited about it. I've been reading some of the early buzz from people who've seen the episodes. People seem to be into it. Um, so... This is all good stuff. If this show has not been on your radar, uh, then I don't know how you got to this podcast and didn't listen to the first one, but awesome. Um, but mm-hmm. get the show on your radar. We think that this is going to be a really special one, and we're really excited about uh, the ways in which we plan to cover it. Um, we're going to be doing uh, the, the the FAQ in, in just a little bit. One thing that, even before we get into it properly, I really want to be very clear about. I got this question from a bunch of different people, um, mm-hmm. but I will I will throw it to uh, to who I uh, have dubbed the birthday king, Eric Divestein, a uh, great friend of Post Show Recaps, patron of Post Show Recaps. Support the arts. Go to patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. Uh, support the podcast. Eric uh, had said, to what extent will the podcast allow spoilers from the books uh, for uh, uh, your conversations about the show. And my answer to, th- to that is a uh, very minimal amount of spoilers to the point of I certainly hope none. Um, mm-hmm. I think allusions to things that happen in the books, if you want to be clever about it, Rich, if you've got references that people who've read the book are going to catch and people who have not read the book aren't going to catch, if you could be sly and tuck them in under the radar, I love that stuff. I do it to people all the time on the on the podcasts like, 24 worst day ever. I try to sneak things in that Emily Fox has no idea uh, are actually spoilers we'll, for the future. But we'll see be, what kind of seeds I can plant. Be subtle, here, be yeah. clever. But like, <laughs> I've read book one. I'm not going to say anything about mm-hmm. it. 
largely because I've forgotten a lot of book one already. Great, uh, so great like, technique. I'm, I'm going in goldfish brain a little bit. Um, but you've read the whole thing. We're not going to talk about that stuff. I think it is it is uh, it is likely that we will at least at some point, Rich, you will do like a book club podcast uh, where you will uh, like talk about the show from the perspective of people who have read the whole books. We will like wildly spoiler warning that one up so that mm -hmm. everybody's like very comfortable and, and safe and they know that like, oh, I shouldn't have wandered into this one. I'm going to skip it. Um, so we'll make sure to like, you know, uh, really prepare you when that time comes. Um, but that time is not going to be the standard as we're talking about the wheel of time. This should be a podcast that is really friendly for newcomers to the franchise because I count myself as one of those. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it a bit. I'm going to compartmentalize the information. I'm not looking to spoil anything. I want people to enjoy their journey organically here. Um, I'm just going to try to offer whatever kind of context I can, uh, given the picture that I have. Um, and, and certainly I will tread very lightly, uh, keeping in mind all the folks out there who have not like dug that deeply into it. Even having the spoiler conversations is tricky because with the series this big, you, you start talking to people that are like, yeah, okay, I'm on, I'm on book six. I'm on book eight. I'm on book four. You right. know, and um, that's been a real challenge for me is finding the handful of folks I know who have finished it, who the I can thing. just like open the floodgates. Right. Because I got a lot of thoughts. Um, so I'm excited about the idea of a book club, certainly along the way. Totally, yeah, totally, beautiful. totally. Um, all right. So I just wanted to get that prereq out the way so people know what they're getting into as we're moving forward. No spoilers from the books. Illusions, Michael, but perhaps uh, some of those. But no, no spoilers uh, from the books. Um, with all that said. <laughs> illusions michael um let's uh <laughs> let's throw it to our sponsors for this episode of post show recaps we will just do the one ad break get it out of the way right now and when we come back we're going all in on all things wheel of time Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, we are back. Um, Rich, I have a few questions that are prepared that are really rather basic okay. um but i feel like some like basic questions are warranted here again just to mention we are doing this live so we have people who are uh commenting on the podcast as we go uh and the bb prez your friend and mine prez uh is who, who i love like is constantly in the post show recaps patreon discord like anytime anyone mentions like i'm going in blind i'm really excited prez is like get hype You've yeah. no idea. You've yeah. no idea. Uh, and that that energy is really being um, mirrored here from Prez as he's saying, get ready, Josh. It's going to be massive. 90 million plus copies sold. That's yeah. a wild stat that I don't think I had any comprehension yeah, of that dude, that's how it, big these books are in terms of the a, audience. It is a big, big fandom. There are hardcore fans out there. Um, I mean, there are just people in the Discord this afternoon who whose names I will not attribute correctly who are like, oh yeah, I met my husband through the book series. Um, there, There's 
a huge fan base out there and it's because it's good you know i'm i'm the the thing that i'm trying to like manage uh amidst the spoilers is my like hyperbole like i'm really high on this you guys you know i've i've read it and like i said i finished book 14 and was like i'm gonna need to read that again and immediately started it over so for the last like two years i've been very immersed in this journey and to use your words josh it has found me where i am again and again over like arduous uh, trying times of the last couple of years in particular right um so yeah i'm gonna try to like manage my effervescent praise but it's really good you guys it's really yeah. good <laughs> uh that's exciting i'm very i'm very pumped about that uh that uh, because that what what that is, is that we talked about this last time about how there is uh, a second season that's already been ordered so we mm -hmm. already know that we've got like a two season investment at the very least um but that 90 million plus copies so it's like okay there's an audience that's coming to this yeah uh, you know, not to mention also that like it's going to be on Amazon Prime. Everybody's on Amazon for better and for worse, often yep. for worse. Yep. Uh, so like it's yep. going to be it's going to be marketed pretty, pretty hard. So I do expect that a lot of people are going to end up watching this one the marketing um, has been pretty huge right the billboards in the city i've, I've yeah. like seen them right um i mean they're really like pushing it compared to like a lot of the kind of tv that's happening nowadays that i'm not seeing any marketing for um i'm really glad to see how much energy they're putting into like getting the word out right they're yeah. signal blasting it hard yeah um all right so let's get into the faq because all of that said i do think that it's worth asking these basic questions for people mm -hmm. who are not part of the 90 million plus Lots. uh for people who are <laughs> hoping to uh you know jack that number up significantly right like people who are really going to be coming into this thing uh and embracing it wholeheartedly so the opening question i have rich is uh is supremely basic mm -hmm. uh but perhaps will be taken in many different directions but the question is simple what is the wheel of time oh god that's fantastic. So I think you're going to hear a lot of people say it is a medieval fantasy story, and it's not. I'll start with my corrections right there. Uh, the it is a fantasy story told in a in a historical sort of setting. So it's a little past our medieval times. We're on kind of the cusp of an industrial age. People have clocks in their houses. This type of thing, and we're going to follow a group of people who are drawn into a tale large than themselves. I think uh, you used the words uh, last time. Uh, uh, fate has something in store for them. They're caught up by destiny. And it's a it's a sprawling fantasy adventure story. That's probably the easiest way to answer it. Um, okay. Uh, so that's, that's the what. Um, where is the question? Where does the Wheel of Time take place? So like Lord of the Rings, it's got Middle Earth. Mm -hmm. Game of Thrones, it's got Westeros. We talked so a little bit about the world last time, but can you name the world? Can you this tell is us a, about the world? Are this you is able a to get tricky thing. Uh, I can talk about the world. The world is sprawling. One of the big appeals here is the world building is extraordinary. Um, Jordan was very methodical in what he was doing. Right off the bat, he he kind of drowns you in the, the fashion, the culture, the food styles, the particularities of the different um, sort of nationalities and kingdoms across the world. What is the world called? Yeah, he didn't name it. <laughs> it Got is affectionately it. termed uh, Randland. Uh, Randland. No spoilers, but Rand is one of our main characters. So I think you'll hear a lot of people sometimes talking about Randland. Um, it is a thing, I guess, that some pretentious authors do where they're like, hey, I don't need to name my world. It's the world. Well, right? I guess like uh, technically George R. R. Martin didn't name the planet nope. of uh, A Song of Ice and Fire. There's no, Westeros didn't. is the main continent. There's Essos to the yep. east. But uh I don't think it's officially called Planetos, but I believe that that is what yep. people call it. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Dragonfly, my D&D show. Like, I definitely, you guys were all like, where are we from? And I'm like, Homeworld. <laughs> like, yeah. It is this notion of like, do you have to name your planet? Like, I don't know that you do. It's just the world, right? It's yeah. the world. Um, so it is the world. I will simply say that, right? This is how it is termed and discussed and talked about. Uh, there is no great moniker associated with it. Um, but it's sprawling. You know, we cover like a ton of geography over the course of the tale. It starts small and expands outward. We're going to like learn the world as we go along. Uh, that is the where yeah um so the the title the wheel of time um that was not the name of a book it was the name of the series mm -hmm. 
Um, okay, so there's there's the Eye of the World is book one, and all of the books are named differently. But when we're talking about the Wheel of Time, we're talking about that's like a Song of Ice and Fire for Correct. Game of Thrones. Okay, yep. got you there. Um, with Game of Thrones, with like Lord of the Rings, I feel it's it's fairly easy to see why those uh, stories are titled that way, right? Mm -hmm. With Lord of the Rings. We're after the one Lord with the rings to rule them all. Wow, that was horrible. I totally, totally biffed that. Uh, I'm gonna let it slide. I'll let oh, that go. I, I couldn't. <laughs> I had to. I had to remark upon it. That was bad. You know, the one Lord with the rings and the stuff. You know. Oh my God, Wiggler canceled. Um, Game of Thrones. It's a game for the throne, right? It's mm -hmm. all about the politicking. Certainly, the show's vision of it is really heavily about that, and maybe minimizing. Uh, to the point of, um, in some people's eyes, perhaps butchering some of the epic fantasy qualities of A Song of Ice and Fire, which is a definitely much more high fantasy name. But you mm -hmm. you hear the name Game of Thrones and, and you kind of get a sense of how that maps onto the show. Mm -hmm. um, are you able to talk at all about why this is called The Wheel of Time? Yes. Can I do this one time right here, right now, where I'm going to read two sentences from the book? This will yeah. be the only time I do this. No, passages uh, no are fine if they're like spoiler-free passages. If this is the wisdom that you're passing, this is great. I think that this is the wisdom, and I think that this quite summarily answers the question in an effectively vague way. Uh, the Wheel of Time turns, and ages come and pass, leaving memory that becomes legend legend fades to myth and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave it birth comes again in one age called the third age by some an age yet to come an age long past a wind rose in the mountains of mist the wind was not the beginning there are neither beginnings nor endings to the turning of the wheel of time but it was a beginning yeah uh, that's the wheel of time this is like a kind of the opening passage after you get past the prologue you will hear this in the show i don't know who they will have do the voiceover right but we i i can guarantee you right the like opening card you will hear this phrase again and again um that's the summation of the wheel of time i think it's for you to take apart the depth of that is the story that they're going to tell us you can know? you speak to what it means you know thematically right so like clearly it is it's it's indicating you know the sprawl of the mm -hmm. story um the fact that this is something that spans uh thousands of years or however long you want to say um that you know events that happened long before impact events that we are about to see which may impact future events that we could see or never will mm -hmm. um what what is what is this sort of um fueling as far as like the underlying thematics of the story that Robert Jordan, the the late author, and then Brandon Sanderson, who picked it up, uh, were trying to tell with this story. I think that you get big echoes of the things, themes that you see in both The Lord of the Rings and, the, and Game of Thrones. Um, this notion that <laughs> that memory becomes legend and legend fades to myth, right? The things that were once known are no longer known. Uh, this idea of like, you know, an age long past, an age yet to come, uh, the cyclical nature of stuff, right? There's a lot of philosophy to be taken out of like any of, I think, the great like fantasy works, you know, but so certainly uh, in this this notion Jordan is like toying with ideas that are pretty forward in uh, spirituality and like major world religions about like the cyclical nature of being the cyclical nature of society of culture right um, even if we could not say that we have like repeated ages here in our real world history on earth our named planet uh, we see cycles repeat themselves right um, so so we're playing a lot with these ideas and with this notion of and it's a great thing I talk about Dungeons and Dragons all the time. Bear with me. I'm going to talk about Dungeons and Dragons a bit here. I expect that um, the world is built on the bones of like something greater from before, right? This idea that once uh, uh, things were more or more accessible or easier, right? The kind of Atlantean notion of like this great civilization of the past, right? And we're constantly like looking to it and kind of interrogating it, like archaeologists trying to discern like what truth we can carry forward from what was lost in this time before, you know? Um, uh, yeah, that's a lot of nebulous stuff that I just said there. No, but I feel like the best... You know, the, the best high concept sort of genre stories remark upon and comment upon the world that we exist in. Oh, uh, for sure. What yeah. can we take from this stuff 
and map onto our own sorry existence, you know, onto our own sad state of affairs. How can we feel? Um, how can we feel uh, more fulfilled and satisfied? How can we clarify our hurts and our wants oh, yeah. and our needs uh, through tales of swords and sorcery and dragons and magic and mayhem? Um, and I, I think that for where we are in our lives today, certainly, um, you know, humanity, uh, you know, what has gone through is going through a shared experience right now. Uh, you know, a shared trauma has been a thing that we are experiencing species wide. I feel like a story that is generational, um, that is that is expansive across, uh, you know, uh, time and, and, and generations of characters and people and, and, and worlds that have come before and may come after um, feels like something that I want to sink my teeth into in a way where I can see the familiar, but also I'm it's obscured through, you know, the incredible forest of, of fantasy wonder that is uh, about to be presented to us. Yeah, higher highs, lower lows, right? Um, the great exultation, these like incredible victories, the ability to like, you know, act with conviction for what you believe, right? Uh, you know, the the unambiguous, um, uh, objective evil that you can point to and say like, we must come together to overcome. You know, like these kind of things are romantic and noble. And there's a reason it like resonates in the hearts of men. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, it's great stuff. Totally. Um, okay, so you know, we we talked a little bit about the you know the title uh, and and you know kind of trying to juxtapose it a little bit with a Game of Thrones with a Lord of the Rings. I want to. I do want to. You know, I don't want to spend our entire run of conversation across the podcast series comparing this to these two titans of of fantasy industry we won't i think once we're into it we will be very much into it and there will be a lot of like meat on the bone for us to take apart but i think that it's a really you know there's such uh uh touchstones for people that i think that it's too easy it's to, like, shorthand right now. it is exactly it is, it is very easy to just pick up this and say is it like this uh, and you know, to pick up, you know, a copy of a Game of Thrones DVD and be like, is, am I going to get this while, when mm -hmm. I watch the Wheel of Time? So I guess that's my question. You know, I'm here's me holding mm -hmm. up a huge honking uh, omnibus of the Lord of the Rings trilogy by J.R.R. Tolkien. Here is me holding. Uh, well, I guess there isn't a huge omnibus of A Song of Ice and Fire yet, but I'm holding the incomplete <laughs> series. Uh, and I'm I'm asking you. Um, what are some of the ways in which Wheel of Time is similar to the two most prominent pop culture uh, fantasy franchises uh, that come to mind for, you know, average Joe on mm -hmm. the street? Um, and I, I guess I would I would probably because, you know, this is probably the more valuable thing to talk about is as far as the adaptations. What are the ways in which you expect the adaptation of the Wheel of Time? might be similar or will be very different from the, you know, the Lord of the Rings movie trilogy and the Game of Thrones HBO show. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, we talked about it a little bit last time, but like the broad strokes of similarities, I think the connectivity you're going to get with Game of Thrones is like the high end politics, man, it is all there. Um, there and, and it may not come quickly. We may not like get into the heart of it here in this first season, but there's a lot of really deep political stuff happening that mirrors a lot of the kind of stuff that we see and love about Game of Thrones. Uh, Lord of the Rings is a much closer one to one as like Jordan's very much writing this kind of in homage to the Lord of the Rings, right? So I think that the similarities we see in the adaptation, and it's something, again, that like I'm trying to couch my hyperbole here, but when Peter Jackson made the Lord of the Rings trilogy, that man loved those books and they guided him in a very like totally just heard that way. I just heard that as Batman loved those books, which is an incredible. Maybe he did, Josh. Maybe he did. Yeah. Wheel <laughs> weaves as the wheel wills. <laughs> wow, that's deep. Beginnings and endings. Um, <laughs> Batman would have loved that. Batman never begins. Batman always is. <laughs> um, Incredible. Batman reading uh, The Wheel of Time. I'm really excited for the show. I was a big Survivor fan. Survivor Guatemala's Rafe Judkins showrunner. Absolutely incredible journey. It was brutally rough. Yeah. <laughs> but he also kind of brought it on himself. Never been back to New Jersey since. Never yeah. underestimate your enemy. 
<laughs> Sorry, I got wildly off track. I know. Uh, you were saying if you can minutes, talk about if, Batman. If you um, can pick up the thread. I think that Rafe is a mirror to Peter Jackson in his affection for the source material. I think that he's going to find ways to uh, bring forward a lot of like the depth of the text, um, the, the, the details that Jordan gave him, uh, to like follow and to work with. I think that you're going to see, um, you know, I, I'm one of these Lord of the Rings nerds. That's like, uh, what do you mean you didn't watch the extended edition? You know, right. um, I think that the stuff you get in like those extended edition Lord of the Rings films, the little scenes, um, Galadriel giving her gifts, the little beats that might otherwise get overlooked by, I think, a different showrunner. I think Rafe's going to do a really good job at making sure that we're like shining the flashlight at the spots that are really important um, and and not getting lost in the game of thrones of it all the other side of that coin the the shock value of it right there are these big epic moments and it could just kind of be um an action movie to paraphrase it right like and i think that that's a real trap that somebody uh, uh, could fall into trying to adapt this thing and i i have some faith in the creators here that like that that they're going to be um methodical about what they're bringing forward and how they're bringing it forward from uh you know because I was so entrenched in Game of Thrones, it was my, you know, literally my job to live and breathe it for many, many years. Um, so I'm, I'm inclined to think about things in, in, in that regard. And so I'm using that as sort of a, a springboard to this next question is how safe is it to Google the Wheel Not of safe. Time? Because Game of Thrones, like there are so many things that happen in Game of Thrones that even now, even though we're in the Game of Thrones uh, feed, uh, you know, all these years after the show ended, I'm still not comfortable saying on this podcast because it's not a Game of Thrones Google podcast. It. You know, yeah. be very careful Googling that show and that story. And certainly in those, you know, first few seasons while that show was airing, mm -hmm. how dangerous is it to to try and research Wheel of Time? And what would you advise people who end up getting confused about any of the world building that they want to go and start looking up where should okay so turn? couple where of things they go it's so tough um uh the internet is dark and full of spoilers my friend <laughs> yeah so you all must tread lightly use google with with incredible discretion and care um i did not so much type the words wheel of or time on my computer until I finished all the books. <laughs> you know, like I didn't search them. I did note like there's a really great community on Twitter. Um, there, there's already like the wheel of time, like spoiler hashtags going around. You'll find a lot of folks there. I'll note uh, one YouTube uh, content creator who like I really fell in love with because of his uh, wheel of time coverage. This guy named Daniel Green. He's a booktuber. He does a lot of stuff in like fantasy sci-fi. Um, he's pretty pretty fun dude but he does a lot of great stuff that's like really entry-level wheel of time you have finished the eye of the world go like listen to that um and and he's got some good uh you know kind of preview stuff to like kind of get, get you primed for this but it's very hard to research this stuff on the internet without like opening the wrong door you know i, I don't know a safe way to tell anybody <laughs> Close go out the there door. and look for it yeah what i could say Close to you door. is if you need like clarification on world building with no spoilers at me you know yes. what i mean because well, like, i'm a, right here so hit is, me up that is a huge part of um you know what we're hoping to do here is not just recap the show but one of the things that um you know uh, you provide as somebody who has gone through this book series, you know, uh, at is it now two full times or it's close to two full times? Yeah, I've got about like 20 percent left. of. There you uh, go. So let's call it book, let's call, yeah, it, let's call two it two full yeah. times through uh, a 14, 15 book saga. If you 15. Count I read zero. the prequel again. Yeah. yeah, I read the prequel again this time. Yes, yeah, so that's 30 you know, books. Yeah. If, you, if you count book zero, that's 30 books of Wheel of Time is basically what Rich has has done. 15 books twice. Um, so this is a wealth of information that you now possess that yeah. people should be adding you specifically on Twitter at DM Philly, uh, as in Dungeon Master Philly at DM Philly, um, but also write into the official channels, uh, yes. joshaposharecaps.com. Get your questions about lore and, um, you know, name clarification, things like that. 
I will ask this of, of you, Rich, on the podcast. Uh, and we will have, uh, you know, hopefully um, we will have these moments where we can, because I'm going to have lots of questions as well. I'm a mm -hmm. dummy and it's going to take me a minute to, you know, glom on to all of the terms. Even having read that first book, I'm going to need the, the reminders on a lot of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so the answer is don't Google shit. <laughs> you know? yeah. Don't Google anything. Yeah. Write to uh -huh. us. Or, you know, find a friend. If it's not us, you know, if you are listening to this, I'm going to go elsewhere. I'm just going to watch the show. You know, sorry. We, we Whatever we did, we apologize. We hope you stay. But if you need That's to you know, find it another. probably the Batman. It's probably thing. Rich. It was uh, Batman. Yeah. It's Batman's fault as it often is. Um, But find your community, at least. If it's not us, like find your group of people that are going to be able to talk to you about Wheel of Time in a way that is nurturing and safe and careful so that you don't have to internet around. Um, but I can vouch for Rich having known you for getting close to a decade. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was you're going to be safe. You'll be good. The, the echo of this is just like, um, that's what you were for me for Game of Thrones, Josh. You know, I would right. like sit there, watch those episodes and be like, oh, my God, I got to talk to somebody about it. And I would send in a bunch of feedback to the podcast and that I would hit you up and harass you about spoiler yes. things that Rob didn't know. And um, yeah, I mean, that's like what I'm here for. I'm very excited to talk about it. We have a great community like in the Discord. A bunch of us are like uh, really like hyped up and talking about it all the time now. So, um, yeah, ask us. We are your friends. We are your allies. We will be sending feedback. Yes, yeah. the feedback is really key. We want to be able to answer these questions for you. Um, okay, so one last uh, Game of Thronesy question for you, mm -hmm. Rich, is from a content perspective, comparable at all? Like, do we expect? Is this PG thirteen? Is it going mm -hmm. to go R rated? How? What? What do we anticipate on that? Yeah. Part? So this is like a point. And the kids watch it. Can you watch this? Is this a fam? Is this going to be a family? Show? Probably not. Though it is not. Um, like out of the gate, overtly as kind of sexualized or anything like that, or racy, or um, even. I mean, it gets very violent and very dark. I think that there's a lot like of magically violent though, or blood and guts violence. Yeah, blood and guts. I mean. I mean, there's a lot of like you know scary monster fighting all that kind of stuff it's hard for me to keep context with all this stuff judge like yeah. i live in the, in this world of like D, &D violence Your threshold you know? is higher than yeah really the average is. bear um, yeah so i would say though that yeah it's probably dark and scary for a kid uh there are there are huge gender themes that are going to come to play as we dig into this story and they show up very quickly um so so definitely uh, expect nudity i would expect sex i would expect the adult romance and romantic relationships innuendo all that kind of stuff there's going to be plenty of violence um the language they use very colorfully so uh, i don't think that we're going to hear a lot of like common curse words um yeah i don't know uh I don't expect it to be more as sensationalized know, as Game of Thrones was. I don't think we're going to have a Roz in season more, one. More akin to Battlestar Galactica doing frack instead of the F yes. word. Yeah. Okay. Yes. yes. Seven hells. You know, yeah. we'll, we'll have our, ver are, are there versions of that that come to mind? Yes. There's a great character along the way who like, uh, is like perpetually cursing. And so, yeah, like bloody this and flaming that. Yeah. And like, uh, it's real. It's great. <laughs> it's great. That's fun. That's gonna yeah. be great. Uh, Alex in the chat uh, is saying, I think Rafe has said that there will be mm -hmm. more male nudity than female nudity, so probably at least some nudity. Um, that question just sparks for me. Can you weigh in on a little bit of the way that the certainly I you know I encountered this in the book, and it's going to be very pre uh, present in the story really, really early on. I would expect um, some of the gender dynamics that are at play in the world of the wheel of time, but there's safe ways to talk about this. Cause this actually matters a lot from a story perspective. I've been thinking about this a lot because, um, I like knew that we were going to want to talk about it. So I, I just, I think I would say this broadly, um, there's a really well-defined magic system here. You know, if you're into like the Harry Potter of it all, when we're talking about like fantasy stuff and you love that kind of magic thing and you love like a codified system, that's got some, some meat to it or whatever whatever you're gonna love this um and it's very connected to gender dynamics and gender roles there are huge like gender roles at play here and i think that one of the things that you see often in the book and i hope that it translates well is a lot of um the very well-meaning like common uh, uh traps that we fall into as genders like oh men huh you know yeah. <laughs> oh, that, like oh 
women, you know, yes. there's a lot of this in a very good natured way and in a way that is very much like poking humor at how ridiculous we are with all of this. As sometimes. people. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say that that's probably like as, as deep as I would want to like dig down into it now. But the gender dynamics are like really important to the magic system. And that's going to come to us very quickly once we get into stuff. Um, okay. So I want to, I want to ask you about characters to mm. a certain extent. Um, but it, it, it's hard because I, I do want people to discover the characters as they show up on mm -hmm. the show. I do think it'd be fun to, to tease some and, mm -hmm. uh, Brendan Fitzpatrick asked this in a way that I thought was really fun. Uh, Brendan wrote in and said, who are the characters that you're most excited for us to discover? Mm -hmm. Um, Rich, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you that question and refine it a tiny bit, and I'm mm -hmm. going to ask you to uh, to narrow that down to three characters mm -hmm. that you are the most excited for us to discover that you expect we will meet in the very first episode. Absolutely, um, three first characters episode. from the first episode who you are really excited for us to meet and give us some broad strokes about who they are. Uh, yeah, I mean, as you well know, Josh, my favorite dragons in Game of Thrones were Rhaegal and Viserion, so I like the offbeat characters. I don't need no Drogos. Uh, I'm going to say, first of all, top of the list, he's going to be top of the list for a lot of people, Lan Mandragoran. What's his Al name? Line. His name is Lan yeah. Mandragoran. Yeah. Say that five times. Lan Mandragoran. No, I can't. <laughs> Lan Mandragoran. That's... An absolutely incredible name. It's such uh, a good name. To uh, spell it out, uh, shout out to Prez for having done that. Uh, L-A-N is the first name. Uh, mixed case, not like a capital L-A-N. Uh, man, as in a man. Uh -huh. And this is all one word. Mandragoran is one word. M-A-N-D-R-A-G-O-R-A-N. Landman Dragon is maybe one of the best names in fiction. It's 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 amazing, Josh. It's amazing. I want to name a child Landman Dragon. <laughs> I don't even want to have children. Yeah, it doesn't have okay. to be yours. Oh, dude, I read that name and my like fantasy nerddom just like explodes. My spidey sense is going off. I got hairs on the back of my neck. Stand up. I a almost wonder, Man Dragon. Should we say much more than that? Do I is need this, to? Is this going? This is going to be a pretty easy consensus, yeah. uh, like fan fan. Favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. Landman Dragon. <laughs> Landman Dragon. <laughs> I think we can leave it there. I'm happy to just say Landman Dragon a whole bunch and let people know that that's someone you're going to meet. Oh, you and you'll meet love him and just know that Philly loves him. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. That's that's character one. Who's yeah, character, that's character two? One. That one was too easy. Yep. I'm going to throw out Perrin Ibarra. Okay. How do you spell that one? Uh, let's ask it. Uh, Prez, supply us with the Sure, with the Prez, can we get a spell uh, check? Repeat the name. Perrin Abara. Yeah. Okay. One more time. Perrin Abara. Okay. P-E-R-R-I-N. Perrin A-Y-B-A-R-A. Are we discovering a new game that's going to exist on this podcast where we do the spelling bee? I think so. <laughs> the I, think, I think the Wheel spelling of Time spelling bee. Well, the, well, the Wheel of Time uh, pronunciation bee is something that was uh, pr uh, proposed to us by Mayel, uh, who uh, wrote into us uh, and listed out a bunch of different character names and asked us, how do you pronounce them? Oh, that's uh, amazing. Uh, including N-Y-N-A-E-V-E. Hey, that's my third character. Nynaeve. 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 See, we say it differently. Nynaeve. I'm very excited for the show to clarify pronunciations of characters because we both uh, encountered the audio books before. I need to admit something right here, Josh. Before we get too much further down the road, I just need to like let this dirty skeleton out of my closet. I listen to the audio books. Yeah. I keep saying that I read them, but I listen to the audio books. And I'm like just old enough that that feels like really wrong. No, <laughs> the audio books so are legit. Yeah, the audiobooks are incredibly good, you guys. Yeah, um, you I must the be in good company time. when you say that, Rich, because people are listening to a podcast right now. They know yes. the health benefits of listening to an audiobook, I would hope, that you I, get to hear someone tell you a thing as you get to go and live your life a little bit. It, you yeah. Two things at once, and yeah. it keeps you company during otherwise lonely yeah. pursuits. An it's audiobook great. is a golden innovation of man. 
it's great. It's uh, it's it, it really it was a golden innovation of man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So so I've like read the books. I have like the big stack of books now, and I like will sit with them late at night and dog ear my pages and make little annotations in pencil on the side. But I don't know why it was the audiobook. Yes. Um, so, and, and, and I think that they have extraordinary pronunciation. We made fun of the Roy Detrices of the world, but um, uh, Kramer and Redding, like they had notes, they like knew what they were supposed to be saying and they say it a lot and they say it Those with clarity and consistency. Yeah. yeah. And they're incredible narrators. They're, they're a really incredible team. Uh, they switch off. There's point of view chapters. They do the male and female, but um, yeah. So okay. I guess I'm cheating. A lot of people, a lot of people would ask, though, uh, you know, this this from Mayel, who actually like wrote out the pronunciation of her name, which I thought was amazing. Um, e G W E N E. You know, there it's you know you've got to, the show will answer these questions for me at least, and I am wondering because I encountered the audiobook as well, but mm-hmm. I also listened uh, in addition to reading the brick and mortar Game of Thrones book. I I listened to the Roy uh-huh. audiobooks. And it was not a one-to-one for the audiobook to the show. So nope. I don't know that I necessarily can trust the audiobook version will be the same I, as the have Prime show. been wondering about it a lot. Like, a lot. Have like, is, are they going to throw me some curveballs? But you did just touch on a beat. We're getting away from my favorite characters. But these are the three yeah. characters to pay attention to. Landman Dragon, yes. Perrin Barra, Nynaeve Almira. Right? Uh, you will meet all three. Um, yeah. Um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. It doesn't matter. Never mind. And that's just a, that's a, a sliver of the cast. This was something that I wanted to ask you is, um, is this is this a, a story where there is a main character or is it a genuine roster of characters? It is a definitive ensemble. Yeah. I think that um, you may be like fooled into believing that you're following a main character. I think that there are a lot of like, you know, main character attributes that we're going to attach to somebody kind of quickly. Um, and I think you're going to see pretty fast that this is a real ensemble piece. Um, and the like depth of the cast of characters in this story is like one of the greatest strengths about it like there's so many well-realized people that just go on these incredible journeys the kind of character development you see it's like second to none um it's always the best part about these types of stories because if you know one storyline or one set of characters isn't doing it for you it's very likely that a different set will and Mm -hmm. then those sets of characters may elevate the set of characters that wasn't vibing for you so hard before um, I certainly experienced a little bit of that in reading The Eye of the World. Mm-hmm. Um, certain character combinations then got me really excited about characters that yeah. I didn't really care about before. Yep. Um, so I think that there there seemed to be, at least just in the first book, a lot of that um, you know mix and match Lego building style of you know playing with different characters and seeing what gets created as a result of these two people or these four people or whatever getting some uh some time together some lengthy time together uh and enhancing those character journeys it's another um sort of game of thronesism where the cast gets like so big it's such a sprawling ensemble that um it weaves itself back in in like these incredibly fascinating ways where this person interacts with that person that will affect this that will then uh it really it's it's pretty incredible and the one beat that i did just want to say about the names that probably is going to be a bit tricky you might this might be a closed caption show for you on tv because to it the will point be for me for names, sure there are there are definitively we're going to meet very quickly a character named Egwene, moraine elaine you know uh, yeah so good luck because jordan does love playing with a lot of uh like tolkien this historical linguistic things right he's really like digging in on like these naming conventions and um there's a lot of sort of like one for one kind of symbolism we can attach to like certain countries and like real world countries on earth and, and all of that. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of names that are going to be very, it's not like game of close. Thrones in there's, it's not John and Ned no, no. and Rob. Yeah. There's no one named Rob and Bruce. <laughs> yeah. There was no Bruce uh, in joke. Um, so yeah, get ready for that. I, I mean, I'm a, a, a strong advocate for closed captions anyway. Uh, but I, I certainly will be watching the show with, with the CCs on, uh, for sure. To the, um, to, as an offshoot, Rich, of the character question of mm-hmm. uh, three characters that you think we'll meet right away that you're excited about, this might be a little trickier. I wonder if you can do it. Um, how about, let's start with one. One 
world building element that you're really excited for us to discover as soon yeah. as the first episode something that's unique to wheel of time okay. not just something you would find in Got any it. fantasy story but something that is unique to the world of wheel of time that you think that we are going to find out right away and maybe even people who are listening to this podcast would benefit from getting a little bit of a heads up on before going into the show, if anything okay. comes to mind for something like that. I think I got one. I think this is safe territory. Um, there's monsters, you know, in the Wheel of Time. There are bad things. Uh, it is not the Lord of the Rings. We will see no orcs. We will see no goblins. Um, I don't, I won't. Yeah, the monsters I could say, I guess they're called Trollocs. That's all I'll say. They're very unique. Um, when you see them, they might feel familiar to things that you've seen elsewhere before, but they're really unique, I think. And I think that there's a real chance here for them, from what I've like seen of them depicted so far in the trailers, for them to really pop and stand out. And people are going to be like, oh, boy, these things are wild, you know, and it makes it distinctly its own. It's a thing that I've noticed as a guy who like has voraciously consumed like, you know, phone books where the fantasy fiction over 40 years um yeah orcs attack orcs and goblins and orcs and goblins oh my you know and i love orcs and goblins like i really love them you guys um but but taking them out and like putting this distinctly other thing here you will not hear of trollocs in like any other world in any other fantasy book they're not going to pop up in harry potter it's not a name like a hippogriff or a kobold or this for that we're taking from like real world mythology i think it puts a distinct mark on the wheel of time and i think we'll see them quickly you had mentioned uh, a couple minutes ago, um, Egwene, Moraine, and Elaine, and mm -hmm. that is something, you know, brace yourself for. And it made me think, um, I, I, it made me wonder about, you know, some of the expectations that I have to a certain degree, having read the book, uh, you know, kind of feeling like I know what I'm going to see to some extent, maybe in some of this coming up in this first season. And I'm sure you feel relatively confident about a lot of the content that's going to get lifted from the book and presented on screen. But it's certainly not unheard of that the adaptation process wildly changes the source material. Mm -hmm. um, and this was a remark that came our way from uh, Guillaume, was thrilled to hear from Guillaume. I always love hearing from Guillaume, uh, who wrote it and said, I'm personally completely happy. Guillaume had has uh, started reading the book in the 90s, I believe. Um, nice. Guillaume had said, I'm personally completely happy to treat the show on its own merit as a separate adaptation, but I'm curious how you both feel about where the line resides between the need for an adaptation being faithful versus the need to adjust for TV. And so I, I think that this question, Rich, kind of puts us in this um, interesting position where a lot of this podcast has been spent preparing newcomers to the Wheel of Time mm -hmm. for the show. I think that this is a question that is almost for the people who love the books and I love this is. franchise yeah. and think that they could like, you know, kind of like call the shots on on what's about to happen Maybe, you know, a lot of it, hopefully that is the case. And, and some of it, there may be choices here that could be very different. That certainly happened in Game of Thrones. That even oh, yeah. happened in the Lord of the Rings films. Um, mm -hmm. Where is that line for you as far as the adaptation process? And is there any cautionary, are there any cautionary words you would like to not, you know, tell the, the, the book reading crowd, let alone yourself? Rich, yeah. as you uh, want to remind yourself as you walk into this. I want to remind myself. I like I'm dating myself again and again here, but I'm 20 years old when that first Lord of the Ring movies comes out, right? And in, in 2000 and like, uh, I walked in and I was definitely that guy, Josh, of like, but wait a minute, they didn't, uh, but where's Tom Bombadil? Uh, you know, and I learned a valuable lesson there that um, somebody can take something that like you love and treasure and adapt it incompletely and uh, independently and create their own like beautiful thing. Those films like stand to me as like an extraordinary achievement of uh, art and human storytelling. Right. And they're separate to me and distinct from the books. Part of me will always rankle that that is the first interpretation that a newcomer gets and they don't know the real story. Right. So there's like that bit of me in there lurking in my subconscious and so i remind myself rich relax uh this is <laughs> gonna be great uh 
just to like go back to that little passage I read in the beginning, you know, um, when the age that like is long gone comes to pass again, it's the wheel of time. It's this turning of the wheel. It's cyclical. So this specifically, I think, is a story that's well suited to an adaptation. I think for people that are really treasure it and it's like really important, it can be easy for us to look at this as a different interpretation of a story we're familiar with and, and distinguish it that way. I think we're going to get character smashed together along the way. There are too many. It is a, a sprawling, sprawling ensemble. Um, the it has to one, happen. Yeah. The important ones will like stand uh, the, like to, to be there when they need to. Um, I don't think it needs to be a like beat for beat adaptation, though. I think when you have a series like this uh, to note like Prez's stats from earlier, 90 million copies sold. There's a lot of people out there that like want to hear the greatest hits when they buy the concert tickets, right. That have been waiting for this for a long time. And that would be like grievously wounded and disappointed if certain choices were not honored uh, in terms of, I mean, Jordan's choices in like the yeah. original writing. Right. Yeah. So I think that like, there are certain like things that like, they really got to get it right. That like, we're going to be looking for and waiting for, and they, they need to nail it. And I think that they have a lot of latitude uh, to, to make some creative choices here that I think the fans should be like primed to like accept and receive with open arms. Okay. Uh, um, I'm really excited. We are uh, a week away now from the show premiering November 19th, 2021, Amazon Prime, first three episodes of The Wheel of Time. Rich and I will recap that first episode and then additional coverage of episodes two and three. So get psyched, clear your podcast schedules. If you are really excited for the Wheel of Time, Rich and I are really going to be there for you. We will pick up party members along the way, which will be a very fun thing to do oh, this as is well. Really exciting now. It, yeah. It'll it'll be great. It'll be really great. We'll want to hear from a lot of people along the way, I'm sure. So I'm sure we will have a rotating guest cast uh, of people who are going to join us for the podcasts subscribe to the feed look out for it uh the wheel of time podcast feed post show recaps on uh your podcast uh catcher of choice um we will be living in the game of thrones post show recaps podcast feed for right now um we will also uh put out our first episode recap through the post show recaps game of thrones podcast feed to make sure that you don't miss that as well um rich is uh, available all over the internet at dm philly on twitter twitch.tv slash dm philly that is the place that you can find rich um doing so much stuff uh you're twitching how many nights a week at this point rich uh i should be twitching three nights a week regularly uh we we bob and weave a little bit but sure. yeah generally i'm at least there two nights a week yeah uh and we are talking about doing the recaps live uh on twitch.tv slash philly is something that we have discussed as well so uh but we will probably be doing them you know our plan is rich and i are going to be watching these you know is it late on friday or early on friday depending on your outlook i guess and Good we're gonna question. be we're gonna be aiming to watch these on the fridays when they come out we will be podcasting about them probably in like the early afternoons. And we're going to turn those podcasts around. Uh, ideally, day and date is what we are aiming for more often than not. Um, so if you want to join us uh, live, maybe watch the episodes quickly. Um, but if not, uh, we will we will certainly have the podcasts in the feed for you as early as possible so that you can listen to them after having watched an episode. You will not be able to miss us. It's going to be really, really fun with all of that. Um, but definitely check out everything that Rich is going on on Twitch. Uh, if you want to play Dungeons & Dragons as DM'd, by rich that is for sure an option if you sign up for the post show recaps patreon program where rich runs uh, a sprawling dungeons and dragons campaign for the patrons of post show recaps alongside so many incredible fellow dungeon masters all patrons of post show recaps we have a really solid crew uh nine dms nine regular dms as well as how many different people who are playing dozens literal dozens of people uh, who are playing Dungeons and Dragons with us, including myself. I had never played D&D once in my life until January 2021. I have now played getting close, I'm sure, at this point to 50 games. Uh, yeah, you definitely have. We track the stats. And uh, for those of you listeners out there, come join us because you can play Dungeons and Dragons with your friend Josh Wiggler as he plays I will Arnold, play Dungeons the and robot Dragons with barbarian. You. 
Yeah. I play the Terminator. I play Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger as a Dungeons and Dragons character who's kind of a little <laughs> bit like, uh, you know, there's somewhere between kindergarten cop and kindergarten student going on <laughs> <laughs> with, with the character that I play. Uh, you know, he has some Hulk smash energy, uh, but I love that guy and it is so fun. And we would love to, to, to you know, get to meet all of you out there. Um, so consider signing up, poke around patreon.com slash recaps, check out the site, look at the site, uh, and you know, uh, give it, give it a perusal, uh, see what perks are available to you. Um, but however you can support the podcast, we certainly appreciate it. And if you cannot support the podcast, we're going to be here doing wheel of time podcasts for free of charge anyway. So we hope that you are along for the ride as we are doing this podcast live um rich on twitch has flagged a comment from patron of post show recaps alex with so much shade rich i'll give you the honors of reading this one yeah i didn't even mean to tag it but at least all of the material is completed before the show started this is another written important fact yes the books are written and they end really well that's always worth ask uh reminding that point um, oh, this was another question that we'll close out. Um, what would the ideal number of seasons to adapt the entire series be? 15 books can't be 15 seasons. No, right? I mean, I think that they're already talking about compressing and there is um, a notable like kind of lull in the middle in terms of momentum. I think probably like somewhere in the range of, gosh, I want more. Like I want to say more, Josh, but I think probably somewhere in the range of like, you know, eight to 10, something like that, seven okay. to 10 seasons. Oh my I think we could probably like, cover a lot of this. It's a lot of TV. I mean, it's a big story. It's got to get told here. I'm happy about that. That's very exciting. Uh, and we are just at the very start of, what could be a very very long journey and a really fun one so we hope that you are along for the ride next week we will be back with that series premiere recap followed by additional coverage of episodes two and three cooking with gas the wheel of time podcast is officially here the wheel of time itself is almost here and we for now are out of here but we'll be back next week take care everybody bye bye Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.